World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M-Team. Listen to those channels. Welcome to our third and final episode from E3. This is Mark. I'm uh, just putting this podcast together. I've been back for a day or so now. I'm um, just trying to pull the pieces together from our last day, which was pretty uh, crazy. Um, what we have is uh, some thoughts that Eric and I pulled together at the end of the day, and then uh, quite a few cool interviews um, that Eric was able to get during the course of the day. Um, the most exciting part was we got to uh, play the Old Republic, which was pretty darn exciting. Eric was literally the first person in line to play, which uh, was kind of a neat honor. He uh, he got to uh, play it twice as much as anyone else and got to play two different characters. And He'll talk a bit about it in this podcast, and then when we do our regular, regularly scheduled episode uh, on Thursday... Uh, episode 134, uh, you'll hear a whole lot more depth around that and what our experiences were with uh, all the games we got to check out and the highlights and lowlights and uh, probably more stuff than you ever wanted to know. But uh, let's just get started. I'm going to kind of roll some uh, hastily recorded uh, bit of interview well not interview but speech between eric and i as we were running down the halls of e3 trying to get to a uh, car we're running through the media area trying to get to our car catching up with noah and some other guys so here we go thanks everybody channel massive last day e3 awesome let's do this okay so we got a, a, a crap load of interviews so the big thing we saw was tour yes we saw it yeah the old republic we also saw gameplay footage of force unleashed instead of just the demo so that was cool or the trailer so yeah, that that's was totally really cool. awesome that you saw it but i, I did. didn't you're busy playing tour yeah 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 <laughs> they're trying to stagger us so that oh, okay. was awesome i loved the gameplay footage i'm totally gonna have to play force unleashed like to the yeah. end now uh-huh. to get ready but tour 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 man yeah that was I, cool but some of these games like i'm really behind on the and i'll be quick i'm really behind on the sequels yeah so a lot of these are getting me excited to go and buy the game oh absolutely know? so uh, but nonetheless um 
So we went in. You know, you, you, we waited for the uh, open booth. So you had to stand in line, right? Yeah. And you got kind of shuttled to the back. I got well. I got there, but you were the literally the first in line, and I tweeted yeah. about it. So there's a picture <laughs> of this line, and somewhere in the front is you. Like, awesome. He's the first in line to yeah. get to play it. Yeah. Just so. look for the hair. That was yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. So well done. They 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 get us in there, and we watch the the tra- the trailers. But they're the, they're the trailers that you have probably already seen, listeners. Yeah. Uh, you know, hope uh, the stuff about the shuttle and and then something else, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then they do a really cool uh, uh, like dev demo, right? Where four of them. Oh are, yeah, tank uh, tank uh, It's like a, some kind of weird. Well, giant robot, and there's hidden around there. I don't know how they did that. It's, it was it was great because it's different every time they do it. Yeah. Um, there was also a, a, a Sith that they were fighting. Yeah, and they yeah. so they had a, a standard like the Trinity kind of thing, right? A tanker, yep. uh, a D, DPSer, an off tank, and a healer. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you guys do the where it was the video with the healer? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, of course, because you can see all the combat as he's healing. That's the the counselor. If you guys haven't been following it, that I'm gonna play the evil side of the. I know. Oh, I am. Yeah, because it was a lot of fun watching them. You know, it was very traditional. Plus, I mean, you have a lot of questions. So, <laughs> it's a natural fit. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Tell me. The <laughs> um, I have answers. I need. But you would say it's it's super traditional, right? It is super traditional. I mean, like the targeting, everything was pretty mm-hmm. pretty traditional. Um, and you've got like when he says you got the Trinity, like seriously, there's a it tank. It was seriously DPS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um, can totally see it as like lined up to you know be for all those folks that like raiding and wow, it was yeah it's totally built for that. And Plus that's PvP. And that's people who are going to act jaded or kind of like uh, jerks about it, saying, "Oh, what's different about it?" No, it's 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 not that it's different. I mean, the difference side is how it's telling a story and yeah. it's fully voice acting and all that stuff, but it's just a really well-made traditional RPG when it comes to mechanics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything was just really nice. Um, I noticed a few little um, laggy issues yeah, that me too. are probably early, you know, due, due to it being an early alpha, but... Yeah, but I wouldn't uh, mind if they just released it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't, they I don't could know go ahead and fix it. that. But yeah, I'm sure it's, you know, it's way off before mm-hmm. the release, but... Yeah. Um, just in general, the lighting was great. The art direction was awesome. The sound, of course, was great. They gave us rigs with like nice headphones mm-hmm. um, to play with. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I re- okay. So before we say what we actually played, I ran around both times. I played two classes. I know you played one, right? Yeah. Um, I ran around, and I'm. I think I got some extra time because I was just acting really silly, and I was running around to everyone saying, "You want to join my guild? You want to join my <laughs> guild?" Awesome. And two of the dev guys saw, and I think that's why they let me. Stay a little oh, because they were cool. like, "Yeah, you're awesome. Hey, come and see this one." Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, what did you play? I played the Inquisitor, which you told me not to play, but I played it anyway. <laughs> you not going to play it in the it, game. It was, I covered it. I know. Home. It was a lot of fun, though. I was enjoying zapping stuff, and uh, uh, mostly, I, I think it made me decide that I want to be um, not the Inquisitor, but actually the uh, <laughs> Sith Warrior. Yeah, I want to be that guy's right beside where you're fighting. Yeah, because yeah. I just like to just lay waste to stuff. I found I wasn't using the like drain or the lightning much. Yeah, Instead, yeah. I was mostly just waiting into combat. Bad, yeah, so. and he, uh, the, one of the guys leveled me up to, uh, to get the fourth power in that, and oh, that's, that's just cool. a giant one where it's like a lightning ground pound, you know? That was pretty nuts. Awesome. Now, the one that I played that I was really interested in that I didn't think I would be was the Smuggler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that one is, I mean, you know what, truthfully, it's the rogue. It's a rogue. Yeah, it's a rogue, yeah. Yeah. But Rouge. Th- and I didn't think, I was thinking, oh, it's a rogue without stealth. Yeah. But, I mean, that, um... 
that that cover mechanic that they have right um, yeah. it still has some bugs to be worked out when it comes to unusual geometry um, like I was around a column and you were supposed to be able to go around the column and it didn't quite work yeah. but when you're there you get unique skills it really feels like you are uh, stealth then because you uh, can lay siege to people you can uh, st- you know sap uh, sap in, in World of Warcraft yeah. um, you can do that with flash grenades and stuff like that so you can you can uh, um, you know um, uh, manage your your uh, your character. You can. Um, I, I'm I'm so burnt out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's losing the ability to speak as we as we speak. Yeah. Crowd control. Yes. Jesus. Crowd CC. Control. There you yeah. go. So um, it was it was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad. Either, even though Smuggler is a good class, and you know it's like the roguish class, I was I was able to be a dick the entire time. That's great with the dialogue trees. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. I love the dialogue because it's it's just like all good Bioware games. It's like. It gives you kind of the the gist of what you're going to say, but not at all what you're actually going to say. Mm-hmm. It's the mood that mm-hmm. you choose, and then they say something, and yeah. it was great because I had this like gorgeous female inquisitor was my character, and mm-hmm. she was just like laying down the smackdown, you know, the smack yeah. talk. She's yeah. just like, and the cutscenes are pretty cinematic. I mean, it yeah. kind of surprised me because I thought you were going to just it's going to flash to the people, you're going to look at the person, it's going to go back and forth, yeah, back and no, forth. Yeah, no, it was but, wonderful. Yeah, when I was the inquisitor, I think it would probably no, 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 it was a smuggler. Sorry, I walked up to a person. And it it didn't just start talking and move around the camera from the real time. Yeah. It reset my character. We did an intro as he's working on a battle cruiser, oh, and wow. I walked in and, and started talking and everything like that. So, what do you think about the reveal about everybody gets a starship? Like, I'm I'm not particularly excited about that. I like I like having a home and having a, a you know in Lotro. Like that's what I work towards in Lotro is having a home. I want there to be some variety, even yeah. if I can't have. Even if it's a war and you're being commissioned a vehicle and it's going to look the same, yeah. I'm okay with that being like the story. I, that's not. They didn't say anything about that. That's me like rationalizing it. But maybe I can in, in interior design a bit. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of hoping too. A little customizability. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny that it showed our. You know, we know about the companions, right? And the companions are just kicking back in your ship. Like, yeah, yeah. One guy's literally like standing there with his legs crossed, like all bored. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and <laughs> that's really the thing funny. too that makes it even more important. Like just having a small ship like that in comparison to a, st- a Star Trek vessel, oh, sure. yeah. it, I, I, in Star Trek, like, how much would it improve the game if you could just walk around, if you go to the engineering area and, and sexually harass one of the officers? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what I would do. That's what I'd, I would I'd do. I'd push my pencil off the control panel and say, hey, hey. pick that up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't ever work, but, you know. Oh, try. man. Anyway, pretty cool. That's nice. Come back, Eric. Come back. Oh, yeah, sorry. It, it, anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Trying to think of anything else that really uh, it struck me with it. Just nicely polished. The oh yeah, yeah. Acting was and great. The, the thing is, a lot of the stuff that I would like, um, not even nitpick, but tell people about, they're all in the works. Like the way that the um, like stuff like uh, how how do missions work? Okay, yeah. um, missions. Um, they don't just paint something, say, this is the general area you have to be. They, they put a little icon. If it's a doorway you have to go into, they paint that doorway. Okay? Yeah, it was uh, well done. One really neat thing is that they have bonus missions oh, yeah. in the area. Okay? Uh, and those things just come up on your map. And it says bonus mission, right? You run up to it, okay? And it, it doesn't tell you what you need to do. Oh, okay? yeah. It just it will be marked as something. The quest will be marked. And it's a bonus mission. And he said usually they're like, kill, kill something. You know? Right. And I started killing some slugs not knowing where the quest giver was. And then the quest popped. Yeah. And I had to kill six cool. of them. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty neat. 
so yeah. I can fi- kind of find adventure. And it's not nearly as obscure as as, as some of uh, some other MMOs have tried it, where they just try to hide stuff. Yeah. And you get to click around. You yeah, know? totally. Um, so you see it on your map. You can choose to go to it, and I, I thought that was super neat. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a blast, man. I yeah, and the, the art design, wow. Yeah. I, I think this is going to run a, a lot of PCs, and it's it's going to hold up for a long time. I think so, too. I like, too, the gear is really diverse, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like uh, some games where there's only a few different pieces of gear that you can get, but they all yeah. look, like, they have different names, but look the same, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. the gear for this is going to be, like, set-piece gear. Oh, yeah. Um, and it looks pretty neat. That was the other video. Okay, so we got to go get a on a plane, right? Yeah, okay. it's time to get out of Dodge. Okay, so final impressions. Are you going to buy it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 my impression is a little bit stronger. I'm totally going to pre-order the collector's edition of whatever it is. I have no idea what's in it. I just need it. Yep. That's well, my rating. I think we're going to play some interviews next. Yep. We'll sign off for day three at E3. Okay, see you guys. Sayonara. first interview we have up for you is with uh, Vincent Briglia of APB while Eric was actually playing APB. As with all the interviews, it's happening on the floor of a conference, so it sounds a little bit, you know, noisy. But I think you'll get the gist, and it's got some pretty interesting tidbits there. So, uh, have a listen. Quick, quick run through. Uh, enforcers versus criminals. Enforcers have a style of play. Criminals have a style of play. Basically, whatever you choose to be. If you're, if you're a, like an, an evil online player, or if you like, a, um, if you want to be notorious, or if you want to be prestigious, uh, it's up to you. You choose your, your game style. Um, oh, that's your indicators. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just <laughs> the turn out, signals. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to role play that, that much. Yeah, that's really that's neat. All right. So. So you're you're just in a regular car right now. This is mm-hmm. a car that you just hijack from the street. Uh-huh. As an enforcer, I would not recommend hijacking. It's it's, it's just not really nice for your. Okay, so for enforcers your, because, can just go ahead and just well, take. So no criminals. I mean enforcers can't too though. So they can. But what that means is you you, you will um, uh, you will become more wanted because you you don't want to be you don't want to be a bad cop. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So you can role play as that that, yeah, yeah, you that can. crazy bad cop. You can if you want. Awesome. So what it means is like you see here this this, this bar, mm-hmm. right? So that bar here basically means from from zero to one hundred percent and of each level. So those five ones basically okay. that's that's a, that's a meter. So you're in almost in the top. You're wow! So in the someone floor, was really bad right? before. So yeah. <laughs> so basically, if you run over pedestrians as a cop, you know that's really bad. Uh, it's also bad as a uh, as a criminal, but you want to be bad as a criminal. Yeah, gotcha. So what do you wanna what do you wanna do? Uh, I'm just pressing buttons. To 
So I get out of the car. <laughs> oh, so F, F is getting out of the okay. car. Great. All right. Okay. So um, let me just check if you're around a spawn spot. Could you press M for me, please? Mm -hmm. This uh, the map. And if you see on the right-hand side mm -hmm. of the screen, you have vehicle spawn machine at the the, the bottom the bottom, bottom right one. Right there. So this is you here. Uh -huh. This 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 circle with the arrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, these icons are contacts. So these are contacts that you can go to to pledge, and they will give you missions. Gotcha. Um, so you want to go over there. Okay. Um, just turn off the map. Straight ahead over there okay. into the building. So you'll see buildings all over the city where you have where you have the SSPD on, mm -hmm. or you have the Prentice Tigers, which is what you are. So you are this Prentice Tigers mm -hmm. uh, decal is uh, is basically part of a of a, of a preset that we've made. Gotcha. So these are ammo boxes. That's a parking garage. So you want to go into the parking lot, and you want to use this this parking meter here. Okay. So there will always be a hint at the bottom of the screen. So Great. that's that's your car. So this is this is probably one of the more difficult cars to handle. So wow, really? Uh, it's it's so very very yeah. It's a, it's very drifty. So oh okay okay. That's one thing I was I was unfortunate enough to get something like this then because I was just pretty much just sideways the entire oh, time okay. and I couldn't really control it. So if you want to role play a little bit more, mm -hmm. press press your right button. The rest of my equipment. Oh, great! So, so one of the things you've got this car. This car is a is a two seater. You've got cars that are four seaters as well. So mm -hmm. if you're in a group of four, like in this case, mm -hmm. you could just you just could group up with your buddies and you could sit in the same car. So, so it means you could you could also use uh, use that car to do uh, drive-by shootouts. Oh, okay, um, okay. Because you can just lean out of your car and shoot your gun, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kill the opposition. So, so he's gray. The one so he's gray. The, the grays are the ones that are not team uh, grouped against you or in your group. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, you can't really interact with them. Uh, you might be able to interact with them if you get opposed to them, mm -hmm. but but you can't you can't really kill them. The only the only time that you can kill them is when their notoriety is so high mm -hmm. that they get that they become wanted for everyone. Oh, okay. So if, okay. If, you, if you do a lot of bad stuff the whole time, the whole time, the whole time, you'll get a bounty on you. And a bounty is just a, an NPC bounty. It's not actually other players putting on a bounty. It's uh -huh. just just a you know just just a, a, an AI bounty that gets put onto you. Gotcha. And uh, and then you can go and claim that. And, and you can earn cash that way as well. So, mm -hmm. when I was playing, I, I um, all of a sudden got like a little mission thing, and it said something about helping out people or something. Oh, because like of the that. dispatching, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I got halfway there and then had to, I got distracted. Oh. And, uh, I, I guess it was someone who was, uh, you know, uh, an enforcer that was headed towards that same yeah. place. Because he was red and he just headshotted me, and I was oh. like, well, I gotta log off. So, so I, you're a criminal then? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so I'm guessing that that's it, what's the what's a day in the life of a person in APB do we go through regular story quests so or? so what you can so story quests there's no there's no end game per mm -hmm. se so you can there's no there's no level 80 either mm -hmm. so um, it's basically you've got three three or four different branches of progression that you can go through so you have um, you know, the, the less important ones you have achievements and roles mm -hmm. uh, but then you also have the progression through the organizations the, the storyline so you've got the organizations that will get you through specific levels where you can unlock new weapons new vehicles mm -hmm. so those are no no, no it's all right <laughs> it's it's not real life oh i know i know <laughs> Um, so, so in that sense, yes, there are certain story missions mm -hmm. that will progress you through the levels of the organization and to the levels of the contacts, mm -hmm. which give you preset weapons, which you specifically
specific weapons, but those are not the best weapons. You probably want to get them by getting better at the game and topping uh, the top of the leaderboard. So gotcha. we've got fairly extensive leaderboards where you can, you know, where, where bragging rights are really important. Mm -hmm. So if you if you position yourself in the first position of kill to death ratio or grenade kills or pistol kills or, or kills overall, you'll get you'll gain bigger rewards than you would ever get from from progression through the through the regular means. So it's really gotcha. more important that you're. I'm not going to say good at the game because there's so many leagues. There's like um, there's daily leagues, there's mm -hmm. weekly leagues, and there's monthly leagues. Mm -hmm. Basically, you can if you just play really really well for one day, you'll top on the on the top of the daily leagues. But you might if you don't play for another five days after, you might not be on the top list of the weekly one. So the the rewards are only ones for the dailies that you you only get the ones for the dailies. So you can climb over this fence here. Oh, okay. I do like, I, I know it's, it's you're going for like a shooter kind of feel and I know I just immediately went for shift to run. And yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it feels it feels kind of really intuitive when it comes to this. So the only, the only difference is that um, you can, no, not, there's no difference, what I mean is you can remap your keys. Mm -hmm. You can remap basically every single key that you want. If you press 4, I don't know if you, because you see that it's on the, oh. the left-hand side or on the right-hand side, depending on what corner you're coming around, uh -huh. you can then use that to your adventure. Gotcha. Advantage. So there's is there a cover mechanic? No, so I was okay. gonna, just going to mention gotcha. that there's no cover mechanic. It's really just uh, ad hoc, uh, just the way that you want to play it. But I mean, I can do stuff like this, like if I wanted to hide yeah, behind here can, and everything. You can hide that. You yeah, can do that. So. Gotcha. Okay, so, so I'll that's, this is a contact really. So you want to talk to this guy. So you're not pledged to anyone, but the reason why you can't pledge to anyone right now is you're in a group and you're not the group leader. So the group leader basically has control. I think it's this one here, mm -hmm. the specific one. So if you want, I can. But yeah, it's. Yeah, this is the group leader, so I'll just quickly accept the mission. There and, we go. And I'm totally interested in finding out how, how this pledging works. Are you permanently tied to this one person now, or can you flip back and forth to different you people? Can, you can flip back. So if, I'll, I'll show you real quick here. If, you go, mm -hmm. if I go to the map, double-click on any of the contacts. Okay. So this is this is one contact. So um, you, you you've maxed this guy out, so it doesn't really matter. It's just because you're not in the group that you can't talk to him. Mm -hmm. But you can talk to anyone. You can switch around at any time. Now, so am I able to accept missions from the map if I double click on this person? If you click, if you double click on this person, you'll pledge to him, and oh, after okay. after a minute or something, he'll actually send you on a mission. Oh, okay. So okay. you can you can either decide, you know, I want to do a mission now. No, I don't want to do a mission now. Mm -hmm. So you, you don't lose any standing, or you don't lose any money or nothing. So it's just and from the map, I. Can can get all my missions so I don't really have to drive all the way over You don't there. have to drive over okay. there, no, no. So the, okay. the, the driving itself is basically where the missions will take you. Uh -huh. You don't have to, you know, go somewhere to accept the mission. Gotcha. The only location where you have to go to actually, um, to actually drive is the mailboxes. You see all the mailboxes on the, on the location, so mm -hmm. if, you, if you go out of the map, mm -hmm. you'll see you have 14 mails here. Uh -huh. So that's the, that's the only location that you'll need to go to, uh, gotcha. to read your mails. Gotcha. Now, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, you can you okay. can open that door. Wow, well, that's neat. There was a car waiting for me, but I think I, I don't know where my better car is now. So well, it's downstairs. Okay, downstairs. Gotcha. So each police department will have that spawn area, right? Yeah. So there's spawn areas all over the place. Okay. Um, see that P is parking yeah. lot. So probably want to find that spawn. Great. And it's behind you somewhere. There, there we go. Now, how does it work out with, I know if you pre-order the game, you get your own custom car. Um, are you able to eventually spawn your own vehicle that you've customized? This is a customized vehicle. Oh, okay, okay. So, so like, this would be the, per like, I would have customized my character and customized this vehicle. Yes. And
so when I spawn it, this is exactly yeah, what I'm Yeah, so getting. if you press I real quick for me. Mm -hmm. So this is your inventory screen. As you have your primary weapon with the upgrades in the primary weapon. You've got the secondary weapon and the grenades. Okay. And you can switch around. So right now you can't switch it around because you need to next. You need to be next to an ammo re, uh, uh, reloading zone or, okay. or an inventory. Um, a mailbox or, or, a, or a vehicle spawn point mm -hmm. but you also you see like, your characters and vehicles so if you click on vehicle okay. the tab at the top okay. so this is your vehicle that you have right now um, oh, and you can switch around your vehicle at any given time so this is a fairly beefed up vehicle you see with mm -hmm. like four upgrades in it you, yeah. can, you can add those upgrades yourself so you need to you need to earn those by progressing or by buying them on the marketplace mm -hmm. okay so um, all the decals for an example on that one I can uh -huh. take you to to one of the customizations to do this later if you want. So those are, um, that's the vehicle, back on the top you see the vehicles, that's mm -hmm. the character. That's the wardrobe where you can customize your clothing. Mm -hmm. And then on the back, that's where you can actually create your decals. The sort of, so, you know, you create the decals, you can put them on your car, you can use the same decal to put it on your clothes, so you've mm -hmm. got matching clothes. If you're in a clan, you know, if you're a clan of 100 people, you probably want to be wearing the same clothing, you know, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're the blue man group. You know, yeah, I gotcha, you know, gotcha. All your faces. Now blue. with... The guild aspect of yeah. it. Um, can you make your own guild outfit that people then yeah. can grab and customize? Yeah. Yeah. How, what kind that. of things are you uh, developing to support a guild and a gang? I guess you would call it, right? So we've got we've got two concepts of, of, of groups basically. You've got the, the small groups, which is four four people max. Um, uh, no, it's not four people max. There's more people that can be in a group. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then you've got the clan, which the clan is limited to 200 people. So we've got uh, those people so that will be. Uh, working together towards a bigger goal which is topping top of the clan leaderboards so you've got you've got personal leaderboards but you've also got uh, collective leaderboards which mm -hmm. is everyone in the clan accumulates points towards a specific goal so if you want to be that person or that clan to achieve that you will get even bigger rewards from that so you'll get money for that but you also get very rare weapons very rare uh, uh, vehicles and gotcha. And that, gotcha. So. okay so and then the music thing really tripped me out. Okay. <laughs> the idea that there's a music editor in okay, the game, so, how does that work out? So there's not only a music editor where you can just basically, have you ever used Reason or have you ever used any... any um, not really. Okay, so basically what you have, you've got, I, I can probably just show you in, mm -hmm, in a bit, mm -hmm. so I just need to make sure that we've got a, a studio for you. Oh yeah, I'm patient, I'll wait. Or I could just maybe take a quick look here. Mm -hmm. Let me move out of the way for you. Okay. Yep. Oh, this chair here. Great. So we don't have any audio in here. Um, I probably need to go to the social district, so that's probably going to be less. I just show you this part of the of the music stuff, mm -hmm. and I'll take you over there because those are dedicated to 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 that. Uh, okay, so that's the mission end. So this is our music player. Um, it's a different aspect of what we're doing with music. This mm -hmm. is powered by Last FM. You, you're mm -hmm. aware of Last FM. So if you're playing a song, I don't know what your music taste is. I'm sorry if I offend you by saying <laughs> that it's Madonna. But <laughs> so if you're playing a song by Madonna and uh, some guy is sitting in the car with you and he doesn't have that specific song in uh -huh. his playlist, they'll try and find a, a song from his playlist that sounds or that is, oh, okay. like, is, is fairly similar to it. Because what you can do is you can basically import all your mp3s that you've got on your pc you can mm -hmm. import them and you can broadcast them around you okay. uh, when you're driving your car so i guess that means if someone is drives does it work like this where someone drives by with hard rock yeah and so you'll hear the hard rock music but the one that you like 
um, was it, or will you, will you ever be able to hear other people's music? You you should be able to hear other people's music. Um, so the classic example I have for everybody is this: the difference between I Size Baby and Under Pressure. Okay. So if you had I Size Baby and I did it, uh, it'd play Under Pressure for me, okay. and vice versa. Gotcha. Uh, that's how. So Last FM uses um, your your library to match it with my library and try to bring similar music into play. So that whenever whatever you're listening, it's as close to it as possible. Mm-hmm. If I don't have that track, gotcha. That's great. Wow. All right. Um, yeah. Doesn't seem to be any free. I'm sorry about that one. No, and you know it's okay. I'm yeah. I'm having a blast finding out about this stuff. Okay. So so basically, um, there's the action districts here, which is which is you know straight PvP, and there's also social districts where you would actually go to also to, to customize your wardrobe and to mm-hmm. actually make music. Um, I think it's just probably best if you go over there to uh-huh. t- take a look about it. Yeah, yeah. And these are the two areas of the game, or overall, because I know this, this is the key to the city area. Yeah. And you, do you have just your social area and then this, or the, so these are the three so instances. This is the social one. Mm-hmm. So there's there's multiple instances running. Okay. Right so this okay. is the this is the the, the beatdown right now. Uh, so you got the social one, which is where you can't kill people, and these are two action districts. So you've got the financial one, which is where we're in right now, uh-huh. and then the waterfront one, which is which is a different kind of map layout. It's more rectangular. Gotcha. And does it does it add different gameplay? I mean, since you're on the waterfront, it's, fa- it's fairly similar gameplay, but it's more of a height map than it is. So gotcha. th- this one is more city, urban, flat. Mm-hmm. Although this one is kind of urban as well, but it, there's a little bit more uh, height in it. Gotcha. Now, um, can clans, things like that, can, can you talk between those districts? So if uh, someone is in a big, huge shootout in the waterfront, will I be invited to come over to from the uh, social district or something like that? Um, well. You've got the whole groups of friends one, so I can't really give you a straight answer to that one. Oh, um, but it says every, everywhere they are at, so that all so of them are yeah, in the financial district. Right now we're all in this one. Um, I don't really think that you can talk to other people mm-hmm. in your clan. You need to be in the same group to talk to them, um, because it's very, very much based on voice of IP. Yeah, and um, it kind of makes sense, I guess, because since this is one of those, like, a lot of the games here seem to be action-based, you know? A lot of them are action-based. At E3, you mean? Yeah, at E3. So it's kind of nuts to be able to uh, type to someone. Are you guys going to have any voiceover IP to support built in, or we have the voiceover IP is built in, so, okay. it, so you don't need to you don't need to uh, pay extra for it. It's just it's okay. there already. So great, great, because that, yeah, that really. Oh, and as soon as I do that, I see yeah. the little <laughs> mics flaring as people are talking and everything. Yeah, so gotcha, gotcha. This is um, so all, everyone here is, is hooked up uh, mm-hmm. to the voice of RP. So one of the things as well, if if I'm standing here on this side of the car, so on the on the on the left hand of the side of the car, and I'm crouched, mm-hmm. and there's an enemy on this side of the of the car, mm-hmm. and and you're it's like you're saying, guys, guys, I need backup, I need backup. This guy will actually hear you say that. Oh, okay. So so it's it's, 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 audio, it's not just a yeah. So basically, that's what it is. Wow. So you have to be uh, you have to be a little bit careful about uh-huh. that. Wow. Now, um, so are there anything, like in, in most shooters and everything, you have to be very careful about crouching and stuff like that. Does 
if, if I'm running around, can yeah. someone see me on the map? Or if I crouch, slow down and stuff, why disappear off the map? So, are there abilities so that... on, the, on the radar here, mm -hmm. you'll only show up when you're sprinting or shooting. Okay. So, but the, your name will, will always show up on top of it. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you're hiding behind a car, they won't see you. Yeah. So they'll, gotcha. you know, but they'll, if they see you running towards there, you know, uh -huh. they, they'll probably know. Gotcha. Now, this is the, so we have all these upgraded guns and everything like that. Yeah. If I if I go down the line of whatever gang she's in now, these tigers. Yeah. Um, do I receive? I'm, I'm, I'm receiving special clothing and also special weaponry. Uh, do I? Are there any abilities in the game, or um, am I getting like power ups for more accuracy or less recoil? Yeah. Or so so, like that? so this weapon specifically is a preset weapon that that you you get at at, at, a, at a certain level with an organization or with a contact. Mm -hmm. So this 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 weapon here has a few upgrades, which is here in this case. Uh, each round fire does more damage. It also has an upgrade that uh, longer effective range, and then has an upgrade that the firing rate is increased. So that's a pretty powerful weapon. Mm -hmm. So just to give you an idea, um, to compare items. So this is a grenade launcher here. So see this one. It, these are the stats for the grenade launcher, and this is the one for the weapon that you have right now. Uh -huh. So reload speed is really low on this one. You see that this one is pretty high. Yeah. Uh, if you would have a mod, for example, the rate of fire, the default is the gray, and then with the little mod increases. That's what, gotcha. you, what you get to increase there. Gotcha. Um, so, so, the so, so these are these are all different types of weapons. Um, basically, they're you know some have only one, some have mm -hmm. uh, some have none. Um, so these are these are just basically preset ones. What you could do is you could just have a weapon that has three available slots, and the part further you progress in the game, you'll actually you'll actually uh, unlock. Uh, oops, sorry. No. You'll actually unlock these ones as well through rewards in the mail. Oh, okay, so, okay. So, so these are those rewards that I apply to a weapon of my choice? Yes. Or, okay, yes. okay. So the weapon of your choice that has a free slot. So not uh -huh. every single weapon, not every single weapon has slots in them. Okay. So upgrade okay. slots. Now, the one thing I want to clear up just to make sure I, I totally understand. So I have all these contacts, yeah. and they're related to different uh, gangs or factions yeah. in the game, and I'm doing missions for them, and I'll naturally just unlock fun stuff, yes. uh, upgrades yes. and everything like that. But if I pledge to them, what is my major bonus? So the, the, the pledging is basically... Um so at the beginning of the game, you will you will be with one contact. So that's a, a guy who will fix you up. Mm -hmm. So he is always of a specific uh, faction. So enforcer in your case, um, he will he will transfer you to specific contacts. He'll tell you like you need to go and talk to this guy and pledge to him, mm -hmm. and then you will get specific missions from that guy. And I will show you real quick here. No, that's not the one that I need to get. So your progression here. This is the Praetorians. This is mm -hmm. one specific organization so you've maxed everything out if you pledge with one specific contact you will gain levels with him so okay. the way that it, it works is basically a tree um, and if you do not pledge you're not gaining levels and you will not max out the Praetorians um, if you do not pledge and you're just looking for a group you will get different types of missions gotcha, and gotcha. Basically more, you're more engaged in an open world like okay. than actually in a storyline gotcha so. so if I just wanted to hop in play for like 20 minutes I won't pledge. I'll just go ahead and just do some fun missions. Yeah, okay. I, I, I would just basically recommend to pledge anyways because if there's a downtime uh -huh. in, in you not getting missions from your contact, okay. you'll be will be able to be dispatched against other criminals or gotcha. against other enforcers. Okay. So there's basically like three or three so, different types of missions. Okay. It's it's the proactive ones. It's mm -hmm. more like hey, we need backup guys. You uh -huh. know? So so okay. There's different okay. kind of missions. So the pledging is the closest thing to a traditional questing system that's going to be yeah, in this game. Yeah, pretty much. Because you guys have some things that are thrown
throwing curveballs for real. Like, okay. uh, yeah, like questing around and then all of a sudden just getting requested to go and help mm -hmm. back up and stuff like that. That's really neat. So if I would if I would quit out of this this group here, for example, I'll just join in later. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to say I'm looking for a group. So I'm now LFG. So basically, this is now this is now my contact because I'm not longer in a group. This is now my contact saying like, "Hey, you want to do this mission?" Gotcha. So I don't really want to do that when I'm just waiting for for the group. So oh, okay. Um, basically, what what might happen in a little bit is let me just check how many people are on this district. So there's 76 people. So there's bound to be some group that needs needs mm -hmm. a little bit of backup. So we'll just wait, and you'll see this. This this area here is where we receive the missions. So right now I'm in a in a in a mission there, um, uh, in a in a group with other mm -hmm. people. Uh, pretty high ranked guy there. And so for each faction, the max level is 40. That's for each organization. For each so organization. Got, right now, currently, we only have two organizations for each okay. for each faction, uh, which you can you can pledge to. So basically, in in each district. Uh, you'll have a little bit of both, so you'll have Prentice Tigers in one, and and yeah, so you'll have you'll have a mixture. You can always switch around. And there's no yeah, there's no choice. Like I can just max level both of those. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. It's actually an achievement. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. Okay, this so, is great. So so the, the the nice thing about that is that we can we can always add uh, new mm -hmm. organizations if we want to give people more uh, more more stuff to do. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's definitely a lot of possibilities. There's also the possibilities for like adding different kinds of gameplay. So right now we've just got action, which is very mm -hmm. based on rules. What we what we're thinking, we're not doing it. What we're thinking of doing, but we're not actually haven't committed to it. Uh, is more that we would just change around. I'm not going to say that we're doing zombies. Uh -huh. Yeah. But uh, you know, everyone's doing zombies these yeah. days, so I don't think we want to do that. But it's like we can add different kind of game types, like mm -hmm. no rules, or everyone can kill everyone. You know, so gotcha, so. gotcha. And those are the uh, instances, right? So, yes. so you can just flip around to those. So, so yeah. you're gonna have like just open PvP craziness, or um, yeah. So you, we have we already have the support for rule sets. So in this case, it's just action and yeah. tutorial. Mm -hmm. So you might see in the future, you might see like you know mayhem or you know all gotcha. these different kind of. Gotcha. So, in the future, uh, what you'd like to see for different different content updates would be new factions, uh, mm -hmm. of course, new guns and, and clothes and all that fun stuff, yeah. uh, new custom ability and uh, new districts. Are, are those an area you want to go into? So we we talked about new districts briefly, but I think that we wanted to um, we wanted to grow vertically before we start yeah. growing, growing horizontally. So we want to you know give people more content to work with and mm -hmm. to show off and, more game modes. And then Everything. And then probably more game modes before we start going horizontally. Yeah, well, so. yeah it kind of makes sense because if you do too many districts, mm -hmm. too many people are spread out in too many different areas, and you don't yeah. have that, I guess, sweet spot. It, it, it takes a long time to author as well mm -hmm. uh, for one single map. Uh, you have to, you know, you have to make sure that all the missions that you that you create, because you know we we hand create all the missions, mm -hmm. so you want to make sure that they're fun, that they're not unbalanced or anything. Yeah. So it takes a little bit of time, um, but I'm like, it's not that we haven't discussed it, so uh -huh. we're definitely, most definitely going to do something with maps gotcha. in, the, in the future. That, that sounds great. I really, really appreciate no all the time that you, okay. you gave me with this. Um, Check real quick if there's a, so maybe you can just like look over the people's shoulder real mm -hmm. quick and yeah. see about the customization. So I showed, you, I showed you the mailbox here, and basically I've got a, plenty of mails here. You would you would usually not have that, but it's just, you see, uh -huh. you can quickly go through it. So I just earned an, an achievement. The, 
I need a bigger gun achievement, which basically means that you've gotten killed, I think, 200 times. Gotcha. Uh, not you personally, <laughs> just the people that were before, you can blame them. So basically what you can get from a, from a male, you can make attachments, and you can also attach the, the cash, the cash that you can use to buy, mm -hmm. to buy new weapons or new vehicles. Gotcha. Uh, you've got this attachment here, so you can select from any of these two weapons. Um, so you must select from one of these weapons. Mm -hmm. In some cases you'll have, you know, you'll have packages like a, a font package to use in the customization editor. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that would be just a, a massive package that unlocks. So do you receive um, your rewards from missions primarily r right from the mailbox? So yeah, everything, everything that you receive from contacts and organizations uh -huh. is always going to be in the mailbox. Okay. It's never going to be a handover mm -hmm. where you have to go to that specific gotcha. contact. So. Gotcha. And now, the achievements, that's pretty darn interesting. So these are internal in-game achievements. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing, I know you guys have some promotions with Steam. Are you going to... Uh, There's no Steam integration. Okay, okay. gotcha. Yeah, sorry. There's not that. So, you know, you can always review them. Uh-huh. Now, these, do these transfer into, I don't know, titles that appear above the person's head? Or can I somehow, I need to, I need, as a person, to be able to brag about this so, stuff? So, right? the, the one way that we'll allow for bragging rights is, is uh, we're going to have a website, not at launch, but we're going to, shortly after launch, we're going to launch a website where we will have the complete leaderboards and the complete history of leaderboards uh, online. Mm -hmm. And what we'll have there as well is a, is a huge bird of the wild armory. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have something similar to that, mm -hmm. where uh, where players can actually look at other people's characters and what weapons they're using and what achievements they have, compare stats. You know, gotcha, so. gotcha. So that's where we'll show them as well. Mm -hmm. but right now in game, there's no location where, where they actually show off as bragging. Um, gotcha. So one of the things I wanted to tell you as well is basically when you're on the top of the leaderboards, uh -huh. uh, what you can do, you can earn display points. The display points, but those are actually in the uh, in the districts. You have specific billboards that are uh, that are very much in view mm -hmm. for, for people to put on their graffitis. So you can create the, your own graffitis in a detail um. editor and put them on the on the massive screen. Uh, what you also have is the display points for your own character. So if you win the monthly the monthly lead, you know, by a, by a by a landslide, you will have a statue of your own character in the district that people can actually come and admire. Wow! So it's very much about bragging rights. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Next up is an interview with uh, one of the devs for Battlestar Galactica, a new MMO coming up. It's rather short, but I think you can get some good details out of it. It's all ready for you. It's okay. Hi there. So this is uh, the very first time we're showing off uh, Battlestar Galactica online. Uh -huh. We announced it at GDC in March. This is a very early sort of technical demonstration of the game. Uh, Basically, it's going to be a space-based tactical MMO. Okay. So I'm starting out as a Cylon Raider, and I'm going to go ahead and hunt for some Vipers, maybe some bigger ships, stumble across them. Uh, presently, they're, uh, they're NPCs, so uh, they're designed to uh, elude me or uh, slightly attack me, but they're not overly aggressive right now. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But if you can imagine uh, this game full of lots of players flying lots of different types of ships engaged in missions and combat and all that sort of fun stuff. Gotcha. That's kind of where we're headed with it. Um, it's a uh, browser-based game. Uh -huh. uh, we're playing in Google Chrome right now. Uh, it's based on Unity, the Unity 3D platform. This is our first, uh, this is, the big point, this is our first game in Unity. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of our MMOs are Flash-based. Um, and this is a big uh, license, obviously, from Universal that, yeah. we're, that we're working on here. And I haven't really ever seen anything that looks this good in Unity before. And this is rough. This is like, uh, you know, wait a, wait a few months go by. Wow. I'll show it to you again. Uh, we're, we're targeting end of year for general release. Okay. Um, it's totally online, so you know we want to make sure the game is really dialed in before we release it. And yeah, yeah. So we're not in a rush to finish it, but we're we're eager to get it out as soon oh, as possible. Oh yeah, because you do have some rabid yeah. fans waiting for this. Yeah, Battlestar fans are passionate, just mm -hmm. just like you can imagine. Now, how would you describe the combat in the game? How does this how is this going to work out? Are you does it feel like something like Wing Commander, Starfighter, or um, is it something where uh, you kind of pick your target? And it kind of auto auto. Yeah. Turns to it. So right now, right now, so we're still working on some of those types of details. But for this particular demo, uh, there's auto targeting. So I basically I can hunt for targets um, and find the closest guy, and then I can basically engage them. I have a, a number of weapons that I can use uh -huh. to engage them. So right now I've got, for instance, I've got two auto cannons that I can engage, and when I'm within range, those auto cannons are going to start shooting, as nice. you see right there. Yeah. And then I also have missiles. Missiles are a lot of fun because yeah, yeah. Uh, they just are fun, right? They're yeah, cool, yeah. they leave a nice trail. Um, controls, I'm using a combination of, of mouse and keyboard. Again, controls aren't 100% final. Uh -huh. We're looking into what feels the best and what works the best. Um, we like to get a lot of feedback from folks. So, yeah. you know, we have internal testing, we have beta testing, all that kind of uh -huh. stuff, just to make sure that it meets the needs of the gamers that gotcha. we're releasing it for. Because it's online, you know, we could drop new content every week once yeah. this game goes live. So, you know, there's not it's not like we have to finish the game uh -huh. entirely. Um, we need to get it to a point where it's enjoyable and players have a lot a lot to do. Um, and then based on its popularity, we, we have a development team that yeah. continues to add new features, new elements, new gameplay. So, and speaking of, like, different forms of gameplay and everything like that, so Battlestar Galactica is a very complicated series. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And right now, we're looking at um, space combat. Um, what other things, not even talking about ground combat, but what other kind of uh, factors do you have uh, when it comes to gameplay? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, this is all space combat. Let me fly over to the asteroid field, and I can show you some other stuff. The, the game is sort of set around uh, season two of okay. the most recent series. I was a sort of high action uh -huh. season. Um, we're working closely with, with Universal, and we, you know, we get Ron Moore's oversight on this and stuff uh, at a high level, at an ultra high level, to make sure that what we're producing here uh, fits. You know, gotcha. The creative genius that is Battlestar. Gotcha. Um, there's mining okay. in this. Um, there is. Uh, there's water, there's titanium, there's there's various resources that you need in order to oh, yeah, progress in the game. Yeah. And so um, there's also a number of ships. Um, Cylon or human, Viper Raider, and then a whole suite of ships uh -huh. uh, that you unlock as you progress through the game. There will be missions and quests. Okay. Um, and there will be, uh, you know, the concept of alliances or guilds. Yeah, gotcha. Team, you know, team-oriented stuff. Gotcha. Um, now, are, they, are, um, are there classes in the game? I haven't, haven't worked that out yet. Okay, yeah. gotcha.
speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Next up is an interview with Wes Yanagi, senior producer of DC Universe Online, a new MMO coming out from SOE that really surprised pretty much everyone who tried it out. It's just awesome. Very excited to uh, play this interview for you. So who am I talking to? Okay, I'm Wes Yanagi, and I'm the senior producer on DC Universe Online. Fantastic. Uh, so give us a rundown of the game. Tell us, you know, the, the marketing spiel. Yeah, yeah, the marketing <laughs> spiel. Well, basically, you know, we are creating, you know, a virtual DC Universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a massively uh, multiplayer action game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously set in the DC Universe. And, and for us, it's, it's, you know, we want you to be able to create a hero or a villain you know, in the DCU, right? To, mm-hmm. to fulfill that superhero fantasy. Like, you know, remember when you were little and you had the towel around your neck pretending yes. to be Batman or, you know, Superman? And, you know, we're, we're fulfilling that fantasy virtually. Yeah, what are you talking about, little? I yeah. just I did that yesterday. <laughs> Last week, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So so yeah so so that's you know that's that's at the highest level that's what we really really want to do. Um, on top of that, you know, it's an action game. It's mm-hmm. it's not a, a slower kind of turn-based game that you you normally play online. It's it's one of those things where it's it's visceral, where you push the button once and you attack, right? You swing mm-hmm. your sword, you push it twice, and you, you you swing twice, and then you know you do it multiple times with a, another button, and then you, all of a sudden you launch into a combo. You push mm-hmm. jump and you jump in the air, or you glide or you fly. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff uh, is what we, you know we want provide in the game gotcha gotcha so but all the co-hosts have, have tried it out at least once um, Mark and I have tried it out probably about two or three times and uh, we were unsure about kind of like how the combat would work out um, and we were we were pretty stupid uh, it's it's really satisfying like um, the ability to free someone and throw them off of a roof mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's especially that's really when you can do it to a guy dressed up like Superman that's really great yep, so, yeah totally. so um, can, can you tell us a little bit about like the philosophy of this a- high action you know because that's the theme of this E3 when it comes to MMOs right mm-hmm. like there are so many action based MMOs you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah from day one it, it, it really came down to the IP right it's mm-hmm. when you think about playing a super character right someone with superpowers it's about throwing cars, throwing buses, you know, mm-hmm. freezing people and, and doing things like that. And so so we kept, you know, we kept uh, uh, every step of the way, we kept focusing on that in combat and making sure that that, that felt really, you know, really good. Um, you know, we've been tweaking the, the combat just to make sure that because, you know, over the Internet, you're always going to have some sort of lag so that it's very tolerant to that and you mm-hmm. don't really notice it. Um, the uh, uh, the demos that we've had, the PvP demos, we're playing out of our, our servers in San Diego mm-hmm. and, um, and have, you know, haven't had a hitch with that at all. Gotcha, gotcha. And speaking of like progression of the game and everything like that, we I you know we were playing out there and you're playing like high level characters who have all of this really snazzy gear. Mm-hmm. So like some straight up look like Lex Luthor, and mm-hmm. some of them look like uh, Superman and Wonder Woman and stuff like that. It seems like I guess you you uh, are progressing through levels mm-hmm. and then you get you get. Uh, I guess a BFF in one of the superheroes, right? Uh, well, really, what, what that is 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 we were trying to show like what you can be at kind of the highest levels mm-hmm. in the end game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, uh, we're gonna have PvP, you know, throughout the game. But uh, when you kind of you know save Gotham for the south thousandth time or something like that, and, mm-hmm. and Batman really notices you, um, the the Batman outfit there, that that uh, PvP you know suit was actually.
actually this high-end gear that that he's actually kind of crafted for you. Oh, okay. Um, and the way that the way that it'll work, kind of you know, in game, is that um, as you play through these uh, um, either raids or PvP arenas or, or other uh, um, episodes, you'll actually kind of get uh, currency for that episode. So, oh, okay. so in in this case, it was like uh, uh, I think it was like influence or or uh, um, infamy uh, for you know the hero or the villain side, uh -huh. and and that allows you to to you know get pieces of the bat suit or the the house okay. of L armor, which is basically the crystals from you know the yeah. fortress of solitude, and you, and on top of all that, you actually you know earn kind of the trust of, of the iconics to actually yeah. kind of wear their symbol and, and kind of you know represent. Yeah. So you don't, I mean, in in other superhero MMOs, so we'll reference like things like City of Heroes and everything like that. You you burn through territory, right? So you start in the area and you'll see all these neat contacts, but you never see them again. Mm -hmm. So it seems like this is set up where I'm going to constantly deal with the Justice League, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I'm going to get quests from Superman from like level one to, to the max level? Like oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We want to make sure that, you know, because we have some of the most well-known you know, characters in the world with, with Superman and Batman that we're constantly kind of reinforcing kind of your connection with them, right? And your mm -hmm. growth and your kind of uh, relationship over time. Yeah, you know, with gotcha, them. gotcha. Okay, so um, of course it makes sense that everyone's going to want to be villains. I mean, I'm going to be a villain. Uh, that's that's what I miss most in some of the more recent uh, superhero. Like, I, I didn't realize I wanted to be so bad, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to be able to deal with, like, Joker. I'm going to be able to deal with all these other people. Mm -hmm. um, in the demo that I, I played out there, you have high-level armor for them and everything, too. Uh, will I be able to, for both hero and villain side, uh, earn every piece of armor? Like, will I be able to earn those, or am I choosing it's one gonna be It's going to be based on the faction set there. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, no, and what I mean is, um, like, if I'm on the bad side uh -huh. and I want Luther's armor, mm -hmm. I want Joker's armor, th those are the two that I think were presented out there. Mm -hmm. um, am I able to earn both of them? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be different paths to collecting them. Okay. So, yeah, the, the ones we showed were pretty cool. It was the Joker armor, the uh, Luther, Luther battle, battle suit, the Lexcore battle suit, the... Uh, um, I think we had a Metallo armor out there mm -hmm. and a Black Adam one. Gotcha. Yeah, when we were walking away, we saw the 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 Batman armor. You uh -huh. know, that's like a mix of Batman Beyond and maybe some Nightwing in there and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we were like, it's it's, we're, it's closing. It's six. We gotta leave. But that's that's the one I wanted to play. Yep. You know, <laughs> um, it's it's gonna be. I'm gonna have some loot lust in the game. I think um, <laughs> some, some serious loot lust. But uh, what's the what's a day in the life of the average player? Like, what will you be doing? So you have PVE, PVP. Do you have crafting? Uh, what will I do when I log in? Yeah, you know. So we want to we want to really kind of concentrate and get everybody in the the action portion of the game, right? Because that's what people have fun. We want ultimately people to have fun playing the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know we're gonna have um, different types of missions. We're gonna have you know obviously the open world episodes and and like the Harley uh, um, uh, instance that we showed uh, over at E3. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have PVP uh, arenas uh, and lots of different PVP types and, and matches. Uh, and then we'll have um, uh, actual actually uh, instance uh, alert uh, arenas and areas uh, mm -hmm. throughout the world, which will actually, you know, kind of be similar to set up to the PvP uh, maps, but but actually be more uh, um, uh, uh, group-oriented. Okay, um, okay. So, and there are missions that I'm, I'm flying through Gotham, or uh, I actually like acrobatics a lot more, because uh -huh. there's some variety in that. So I'm gliding through Gotham, mm -hmm. and uh, there will be missions that all of a sudden 
I, I just call I get called into action. Mm -hmm. And the, were those the ones you were talking about? Where yeah, those going to be those are going to be the ones in the open world. Mm -hmm. So so kind of the flow is uh, um, you know usually it's about maybe two thirds to one third in terms of open world and then into the instance. So you know you'll go along a, a mission line or an episode line mm -hmm. uh, that really kind of you know talks uh, through or brings you through a story arc, mm -hmm. and then uh, you'll do that kind of in Gotham throughout Gotham and then uh, culminate it into a uh, um, an instance uh, mm -hmm. where it's a much more kind of crafted experience. Yeah. Now I heard about a little bit. I I don't can't even remember where I heard this, but you have you know um, natural I guess social spots in the in the Justice League's home base and, mm -hmm. and some stuff like that. Like, well, how does that work out? What do you do with that? So you will get access to the uh, Justice League Watchtower mm -hmm. right eventually, and the Hall of Doom. And then in those areas, uh, you know, you'll be able to, uh, um, you know, trade with people, uh, kind of train up uh, your your powers and your skills, mm -hmm. um, and also, uh, uh, you know, kind of access uh, social things like uh, the mail system yeah, or, yeah. or things like that. And that's the funny thing about like <laughs> that area with the Justice League. <laughs> you you've seen it in cartoons and comics occasionally. They will kind of stand around and drink coffee. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. so yeah. that's that's the first thing I'm gonna do. Okay. If you can add a coffee emote, I just want to just be a, just a guy in armor sipping some coffee through my mask. Yeah. Um, but uh, it sounds really neat. Um, I have to say I'm, I'm really impressed with the combat. That's the thing that stuck me, and I keep coming back to it because it's really natural with the controller. Um, for the PC, are, are you going to have options for that controller? Are we going to be able to... Yeah, we're actually, uh, on the PC side, we're supporting uh, controllers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, any type of controller you can kind of okay. up there, uh, you'll be able to map it to. Okay, that's great, great. And then, for the PC, that's what probably I'm going to get it for. Mm -hmm. um, for people who have a, a range of rigs, did you guys kind of you get ready for that? Where you're going to have? Yeah, yeah, pr pretty much right now. Uh, we're running off of a DX10, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we've actually even tried it out on some of the uh, newer integrated graphics uh, um, mm -hmm. chips uh, um, from Intel, and and it was running great. So gotcha. Pretty gotcha. excited about that. Uh, okay. You know, the fortunate thing about um, developing it for both the the PS3 and the PC is, mm -hmm. is uh, uh, it made us really uh, quite aware of uh, you know memory constraints and performance. Yeah, and, gotcha. And so it screams on PC right now. Gotcha. That's fantastic. Fantastic. I really appreciate you taking this time. Uh, thank you very much. Sure. Great. Have a great day. <laughs> thank you. Next up is uh, Eric's interview with Sam Houston, Senior Social Media Coordinator for Forsaken World. Check it out. Whatever you want. All right. So who am I talking to? Hi, my name is uh, Sam Houston. I'm the Senior Social Media Marketing Coordinator at Perfect World Entertainment, and we are a publisher of free-to-play MMOs here in North America. And today we're here to talk about uh, Forsaken World here Fantastic. at E3. So, um, yeah, Forsaken World, it's our first game that we're really building from the ground up for the Western market. It's actually made by our Beijing studio over in China, but it's the first game, again, that we made for the Western market. It's not, um, it's not like our other games where they're basically made for the Eastern market first. We localize them, we do change things, but this is the first game that's going to be much more... Um, people 
that pick it up that are used to your other Western games, like your World of Warcraft or whatever, when they pick up this game, they're just going to know what they need to do. It's gotcha. just going to be all familiar to them. Gotcha. So, um, we have five classes in the game, the humans, the elves, the dwarves, the stonemen, and the kindred. Stonemen and kindred are actually pretty unique to this game. Stonemen are basically these huge, hulking, giant-like guys that are literally born out of stone. And then the kindred are kind of like your, your dark elf-type race that are, are a little bit of vampires, too. There is a, a vampire class that is exclusive to the kindred. They have some pretty interesting gameplay yeah, they, uh, to them. They seem to have some kind of blood portal in their living room. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You don't really want to mess with the vampires. Yeah. So we're, um, what we really love uh, this game is it's actually an updated engine, uh, the most up-to-date engine that we have in all of our games. All the games use the same engine, the Angelica engine, which is an internal engine. But this is the most up-to-date version. So there's um, much prettier graphics, basically, maybe more physics and other things in the game that um, just make it look so much better than, than even some of our other games out today. Mm -hmm. So today we're showing uh, the dwarves and the stonemen here um, on, on the video version. So sorry, it won't translate over to the audio. But basically what we're showing here is there's um, this, this dwarf has a much higher level gear. So basically what we're trying to show is that as you level up, you know, level 10, 20, 30, and 40, and 50, and so on, yeah. your gear does get more and more intricate and more and more uh, just basically better. Uh, yeah. The stonemen especially, um, they basically look like huge giant tanks. Uh -huh. They're just bulked up with armor. Gotcha. So I'll jump in with the stone men. We do have um, face selections, flare selections, so you can have like face paint, sometimes uh -huh. monocles when you're a dwarf, uh, skin, color, hairdo selections, and hair uh, sliders, red, green, blue, and saturation, so you can really get down to what kind of different colors you uh, want in your hair, for example. So I like to click random and get all the different um, styles. And you actually, when you create a character, you have to select your birth date because it ties into our our zodiac system, which actually kind of ties into the overall story of the game. Basically, the background of Forsaken World is this is the land of Yerda, which is ruled by many different gods, and those gods created these different races to to live in this world. But what happened is one of those gods went evil, and he created this massive war amongst everyone on the world and amongst the gods themselves. And those gods were fighting, and they used the uh, these ancestral ruins. And those ancestral ruins were broken and scattered all throughout the world after the war ended. And so players are actually going to be able to to go to those ancestral ruins, and some of these uh, players in the game will actually be able to become gods within the game. What? So we're not talking too much in terms of details, but those gods, uh, those players that do become gods, it's going to be a very limited number of them, mm -hmm. and they will be able to use those whatever skills they, they attain as being a god. They can use those skills in both PVE, so player versus environment, and PVP, so against other players. But we're not jumping into too much deep detail because there needs to be a lot of balance. Obviously, we can't. We don't want griefing in the game, like well, I'm teleporting you all over the world yeah, and some yeah. other crazy yeah. godlike abilities that just that it's totally, be fun. It's totally okay if I pre-order that right now, right? Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm here. Exactly. These people aren't, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-order. Exactly. Just, we'll yeah. work that out. I'll be Zeus. I'll be yeah. Zeus. You call my people. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so let's jump in the game. One thing that players will notice when they jump into Forsaken World is we've worked very hard on making a great first player experience. So when they jump in, the UI is going to be much more familiar to these new players or, that are 
familiar with other uh, Western MMORPGs. There's a questing system set up in the game where you can actually click on basically where the quest wants you to go. So it'll show a highlighted name in green and it'll say the guy's name is Crow. Click yeah. on Crow and you actually run over to Crow. It's gotcha. no longer, hey guy, go talk to Crow over in the north. Good luck finding him. Uh -huh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it takes you directly to him. You no longer have to alt tab and load up a website that yeah. shows you where to go. And also it allows your quest text to be kind of more story driven and you don't have to worry about uh, northeast, slightly to the rock. Yeah, yeah. West of that thing. You Turn right go in the fork in the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, nothing like that. It just takes you directly to the guy. Um, when we jump in here, one of the first things that you can do in the game is click on your zodiac symbol, which is the prayer system where you're praying to those gods. Okay. And they actually reward you uh, for your prayer of birth, um, and they bless you with some new starter items, basically your starting equipment, like gotcha. your, your pants and your shoes, some kind of important things there. And, um, and actually a starter box, which gives you um, your first health potion that you can use in the game. Gotcha. And that box can be opened every few levels, so I'm level one now, I can open it again to level five, level 10, and so on and so forth. Basically, we're rewarding you for leveling in the game. That kind of, and you get that from your god, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That kind of makes sense, because I've had some, you know, I've seen that in other MMOs, and it's pretty much like you go up to the first peasant, yeah. and he gives you the box, yeah. and you're like, how did you get a magic box? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't kind of make, uh, yeah. Yeah, these gods, they have divine abilities. Yeah, yeah, so they're going to give you a magic box, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and that Zodiac system um, can tie in also to our server progression, so something kind of interesting in Forsaken World is there is server progression where everyone needs to work together doing various things like praying to the gods and basically everyone works together and they unlock things almost like a like an age in age of empires uh -huh. where so each server is going to be in different ages maybe so it almost opens up like a, a unique storyline to each server because some servers are going to be faster than others so it's, it's kind of different on each server so wow that will be interesting when we, uh, when we go live yeah yeah focusing on the new user experience as I'm clicking through my different quests, windows are popping up telling me how I'm doing things, how to do this stuff, how to open things up in my bag. It's just, it's very, uh, very straightforward. So you don't have to uh, click around and with the auto mapping system, you never, you no longer have to worry about like you're, you're level two, but you're in the level five zone and uh -huh. just getting dominated. Yep. It just takes you again, directly where you need to go. So let me uh, pop out here. I'm gonna pop into a little bit of a higher level character so I can show you gotcha. our fighting system here. Um, one thing in our in our characters, we do have uh, skill trees, so you can customize your individual class to to whatever you may want it to be. There's also an occupation system in the game. There's ten different occupations. Okay. So that's like botany and alchemy okay, and so armor. Okay. Yeah, all that sort of stuff, okay. collecting and iron crafting. Gotcha. You can be as many of those as you want. So you don't need to just be an alchemist. You don't need to just be a botanist. You can be as many as you want. Gotcha. What the heck? So I'm fighting these uh, these hangmen here, uh, and um, they're big. They're big pudgy guys with hooks and peg legs. They're kind of like um, pirates gone wrong. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So when I'm killing these guys, you're gonna see green orbs come out of them. They're, they're actually, it's called Soul Force. And that Soul Force unlocks my Soul Skill, which is unique to each uh, class and race. 
or sorry, unique to each race rather. And what happens is um, that soul skill is basically a huge AOE, um, huge damage skill. Okay. So what's nice about that is when we go into a group, like say we go into a dungeon later in the game, uh -huh. um, and it's a kind of a nice strategy where everyone uses their soul skills all at the same time, so you can like knock down the HP pretty wow. rapidly on a boss, for example. Now, do they have different def effects depending on the class? They're pretty much relatively the same thing in terms of it's an AoE high damage skill. In terms of graphics, they're all going to look different. So, yeah, okay. you know, we're playing a dwarf right now, so I have a gun, so it's going to be like huge fireballs come out of the gun. When I'm a stone man, he like jacks his hammer down on the ground and huge waves come out and knocks out everyone around him. So it's just, it's pretty much like plus five to explosion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the combat, how would you describe the combat? It's going to be a much similar, very similar to other traditional MMORPGs. Okay. You, know, you jump in here, you have your skills in the bottom hotbar bar, you press 2, you know, do, do your higher damage skill, there's auto attacking, you unlock different skills as you level up, very, very straightforward uh, fantasy MMORPG okay. type stuff. So when you kill something, you're getting that green stuff, and it's yeah. giving you experience, and it's giving you this stuff called soul points, is that that? Soul yeah. points are actually different than soul force, so soul okay. force is that inner that I use in my soul skill. Gotcha. But soul points are actually uh, tied to questing systems, basically things that normal players will do, and they're bound to you as a player. They're, they're soul bound. And what that does, um, since you need those coins to buy various things within the game that are crucial to gameplay, uh -huh. it locks out gold farmers out of the equation. Okay, gotcha. So there's, there's two currencies. There's your regular gold and, and silver and that sort of stuff, and then there's soul coins, which are getting used to buy various crucial things in the game and it's non-tradable so we're hoping that that actually takes the gold farmers totally out of the gotcha right. gotcha so the, let's see we talked to, i mentioned a little bit about dungeons so there are dungeons in the game there's also raids and what's great about both of those systems is they actually level up to they they scale to the difficulty of your group okay so um there's a dungeon that can take 50 people in it but maybe it has a minimum of 36 people if we go in there with 36 we're not going to just get totally dominated because gotcha. we really needed 50. it scales down the, the difficulty of that dungeon to our group gotcha. also if i'm uh if i'm new to the game but you're like level 35 or whatever we could go into a dungeon and uh even that you could go into like a level 10 dungeon for example and it's going to scale to your level so it, again it's it's very user-friendly, newbie-friendly, and just in general, everyone can go back to their favorite dungeon and still get something out of it. Uh, you know, they're not going to be locked out of it because they're higher level or something like that. Now, do you have um, solo dungeons? Like, are you going to have... Yeah, there are solo dungeons okay. as well. Okay. Um, beyond just the grouping, there's a lot of different dungeons as well. It's not just like straightforward, like, caves that you go down and take down a boss. There might be, I've seen, like, circus dungeons, for example, where there's a lot of craziness in there. We like to have a lot of variety in our and try to make it fun and unique. Gotcha. So, um, in general, though, what's the, what's a day in the life of a character in this? Are we going to quest, do some dungeons? Is there PvP? Like, what, yeah, we're all of the above. Actually, there's PvP in the game. Um, there's there's actually guild versus guild PvP with a ranking system. Gotcha. So you can try to become the best guild in the game. There, we're also working on a system that's going to be server versus server PvP. Oh, nice. So okay. Open it up even wider. Uh -huh. I'm sure there will be ranking in there too, so you can try yeah. to be the best. So you're not really going to have to wait to to get into the PvP stuff. Exactly. Really try to give as much variety as possible. So you can do quests, you can just grind on mobs if you want to. You can do PvP, basically 
whatever you want to do. Um, speaking of guilds, there are guild fortresses, basically guild bases in the game. And your guild has to work together to gather up the money to get that guild base. And once you do, there are uh, guild vendors in there. There's uh, the community of different items. There's also uh, guild quests in that guild base. So it's okay. very beneficial for your guild to unlock that guild base. Now, is that is that something somewhere out in this world? Or is it instance based? It is somewhere out in the world. They're basically these huge floating islands that have guild fortresses on them. What? And you go up there, and that's, that's where all your guild fortresses are on. So there's a limited amount where you guys are able to spawn more. You're like, oh, we're running out of guild fortresses. Spawn, spawn, spawn. We haven't said too much about that, gotcha. but I, I do believe right now, it's this game is actually currently in closed beta over in China. And I think right now there's a temporary, there, sorry, there's a limited amount of guild bases. Okay, okay. So it is, people need to work together to get that amount, and they can bid on those guild bases right. to try to get a guild base. Okay, so I just want to pre-order one of those also. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Again, you'll talk to my people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't mind, seriously, winning the game by being a god in my own castle. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll exactly. Do so we'll hook you up that. Thank you. Thank worry, you. Appreciate it. Um, so that, I think that pretty much covers all of our bases in the game. We're talking pretty high level here at E3. This is actually the first time that it's playable here in North America. It's currently in closed beta over in China, but it's going to go in closed beta later this year, uh, this winter. And then it'll launch, uh, we're looking at a launch in early 2011. Gotcha, gotcha. And man, that's snazzy. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot for your time. Yeah. I appreciate it. Have a great one. Next up, Eric was able to get a hold of two assistant product managers, Dean Sakurai and Aaron Potter, who discuss Heroes of the Three Kingdoms. Just get who we're talking to here. Okay, my name is Dean Sakurai, and I'm assistant product manager at Perfect World Entertainment. I'm Aaron Potter, also assistant product manager, but specifically for Heroes of the Three Kingdoms here. That's great. Okay, so what are we looking at? How are we okay, going to play so this game? To kind of like give you the opening spiel on this, the interesting thing about Heroes of Three Kingdoms is that it's actually a historical-based MMO. So it's set in like the medieval Chinese times, and if you're familiar with that period in their history, you're actually going to like see NPCs and story lore and quest elements that kind of tie into the history of that time. Gotcha. So it's a little bit more grounded in reality. Like, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of fantastical or supernatural elements that you'll encounter. It's more like like humans and animals. Those will be like the, the gotcha. bulk of uh, the NPCs that you interact with. Gotcha. Um, the other key point about this game is it doesn't quite have um, your usual MMO character archetypes. So there's no like healers or ranged or casters per se. Uh, what you do when you create a character is you're going to select one of our 18 weapon types. Gotcha. And depending on which weapon you choose, this is how your character becomes customized. Like all your skill points will be put into specific combat skills that you want to use. Oh, okay, okay. So it becomes a little bit more of a combat-focused game. The first half of the game, there's a very deep questing system. Uh, you can basically level up most of the game just by going to the quest. And it's not really like grind-oriented quests. There's like stories and story paths that a lot of these quest trees will involve. The latter part of the game, the second half of the game, uh, because you know it's set in a period of Chinese history where civil war was like a, was like the dominant thing going on back then. Uh, territory wars and mass PvP army versus army style gameplay becomes like a key component of it. Now I saw that you guys have just 
holy crap, a ton of weapons that you can choose from. Right. And those represent, like you said, your classes. Um, do they have sp uh, specific tailored specs that you can go down? Can you be more of a, a, a kind of like a defensive Okay, how about that one? Yeah. So each weapon has its own skills that are associated with it. Uh, so you can see here, uh, for your primary weapon, uh, these are the particular uh, specialization points you can, different paths that you can take. Okay. Uh, so in addition to choosing one of those 18 different weapons, you also get to choose a secondary weapon. So one of those remaining 17 weapons. So if you choose like a, like this character in particular has a glaive, so kind of a long polearm weapon, but their secondary weapons, you can see, are axes. Okay. So you can really mix and match weapons. And also, once you've created your character and invested months, however much time you spend playing the game, if there comes a point where you don't enjoy that particular build anymore, you don't want to be a, a melee fighter anymore. You want to switch to a range. You're free to go and speak with an NPC in one of our towns and swap that weapon for a different weapon type. Gotcha. Now, so, when you do that, uh, does it start your that like I, I switch out from axes? I've leveled that one up and I switch to claws. When I go back to axes, you'll still retain your skills. Gotcha. So it really allows players, instead of having to create alternate characters just to fulfill something their main character couldn't, yeah, gotcha. it really seems counterintuitive. You, you lose that attachment, and especially the amount of time that you invest in your character. Uh -huh. It's just allowing your character to be flexible and customized for what players want their character to be rather than conforming to a particular class. It kind of removes that title of I'm, a, I'm the tank or I'm the healer of the DPS, uh -huh. that sort of thing. Of course, there will be more offensive uh, oriented weapons or more defensive, but it's never going to be something where you're locked into a particular course. You're always free to change and customize your character to suit your play style. Mm -hmm. so. so this being based on Romance of the Three Kingdoms, um, are you, as, as a player, going through that story? Correct. So we kept the same story. We didn't want to remove that. We wanted to expose the U.S. the Western audience to it. It's a very important part of Chinese history. Gotcha. Uh, so we do allow players to, uh, in addition to the world itself being set in that period and that lore, uh, we allow players to join one of those three kingdoms, as Dean mentioned, allowing uh, conquest and territory wars. So you can conquer all of China, basically, for your faction. This oh, almost okay. becomes a strategy game at a certain point. You can see each particular region has different resources to manage. You can assign particular guilds in the game to manage those different regions. Okay. So this almost becomes a different game in itself for this level, almost like a, a risk, kind of like almost a tabletop game. So it's no, it's a no-brainer to assume that you know, with the Three Kingdoms, this is primarily going to be a PvP game, or at least Endgame is going to be focused on that. Well, a little bit of both. So if you're a PvP-oriented player, uh, the Conquest and Territory Wars, that's definitely the focal point of all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also a, a kind of a merging of PvE and PvP throughout a lot of these. So if, you're, if you never were a fan of PvP before, there are PvE elements in this because you can train NPC recruits to help defend or attack or you can build, construct siege equipment, you can build fortifications, so oh, okay. it really merges a couple of different genres too. Okay. Like I personally, I am more of a PvE player, yep. but this appeals to me in the fact that it's like there's a purpose, there's an intent, there's a reward. It's yeah. not just do it for the sake of doing it. You're still helping out, you're helping the cause too. Yes, okay, and you're you. rewarded for it as well. But if you, for whatever reason, if you do not want PvP at all, uh, in addition to the kind of standard we have questing, uh, we have randomized quests and customizable quests. So basically, players always have something to do. So it's never like you're just... Because every game has a grind. 
to deny that they have a grind there. Yeah. We yeah. both know. Uh, so in this, we wanted players to always have something to do, something to work towards. Uh -huh. So we have a pretty in-depth reputation system. Let's see here briefly. Uh, so establishing reputation by completing quests, you'll get discounts on particular items. Other items will become available. Stuff like that. Uh, for completing quests and just through, through playing the game in general, you also acquire titles. Uh -huh. Titles don't just serve as like a, a label or a bragging right. It also uh -huh. affects your character. Like this title in particular increases all of your attributes by plus one. Uh -huh. So there are many, gotcha. many different types of titles. So again, it just works more towards allowing characters, allowing players to customize their characters mm -hmm. to what they want to be. Uh, in addition, so beyond the uh, skill specialization, there's more to where you can allocate to particular attributes for your character. So it's kind of okay. traditional like strength, uh, agility, dexterity. Okay, and as you level, you get separate points for both of these? Correct. So as you, weapons are kind of, uh, so you choose a weapon type. There are multiple types of weapons within each. So you choose the glaive type, but there are multiple glaives. So it's not, you're, stu you're not stuck with one weapon. Yeah. Uh, but weapons themselves level up and it's, so you gain, uh, as you gain experience, it's put into this pool here. So in, instead of leveling up once it fulfills, uh, you're able to allocate points uh, oh, okay. in, into your weapon or into your level, but it's not such a significant portion to where it doesn't take up your entire. But it's going to be a very gotcha. minute portion. And just to make it more clear for listeners, yeah. we've got we've got a, um, a branch for skills that are tied directly to your weapon. Correct. Uh, and then we also have an attribute which is tied to the character directly. And there are two separate panes that you're actually filling out with two separate uh, pools yes. of points and everything. Yep. Okay. So and for primary, secondary. And the way this one kind of works, it's a little different. Uh, so you have you don't allocate points directly into those. You Okay. Put it more into the attribute itself. Gotcha. And you do just a little bit of math. It's like, so you see the labels here along the top, the 3, 8, 11. So every three points I put into this, I'm going to get one rank of this. Oh, so okay. with, with 26 points put into it, divide by three, roughly eight. And all of these level up as you go. So this is going to level up for three, so, and then when I get to yeah. eight. So if I put a couple more points, nine. So if okay. I get it up here just a little bit further, you'll probably see this one go up there. And gotcha. as I keep clicking, you'll see it start to go up. Gotcha. So, so these are all the passive, um, the, yes. uh, so the stats are, you're looking all, for? These are all okay. just more beneficial, more gotcha. customization. And are these here. skills or are these passive these bonuses? Passive okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's, that's, that's snazzy. So in addition to these skills, we also have mount skills and mount combat. Oh. So depending on, uh, where's my uh, so again, a lot of these systems build on top of each other. So depending on what weapons you have, you're going to have different skills. So example, like having the glaive that this character has, as well as the axes, you're going to have a couple different skills simply due to that combination than you would if you had the glaive and the bow, or the glaive and the spear. So yeah. just it really allows players to personalize their character. Uh -huh. Uh, so again, depending on your mounts, mounts are also upgradable. Uh, this one's kind of a mid-range, you can see it has a little bit of armor, but you can eventually get like full war horses where they're clad in mm -hmm. huge, like very war horse. Gotcha. Uh, so skills on mounts are specific to skills, but again, depending on your weapons and how you specialized your characters already, that determines what mount skills you can get. Okay. So, just again, it's 
it would be hard for me to believe that without following some sort of, ultimately people will create guides, uh-huh. but because there will be a more offensive built, a more defensive built, but uh, it would be hard for me to believe that two characters would progress the same exact way given uh-huh. all of this, and we just forgot to mention, when you first create a character, I can go back to it briefly, you choose a place of origin within the world uh-huh. of China, there's about 50 locations, I, I haven't counted, but uh, you can kind of get an idea here. Oh, wow. And this again helps to kind of customize and tailor your character to what you want it to be. Uh-huh. This is more of a, again, a kind of a passive uh, influence on your character. It takes place and as your character progresses. Okay. But it's not a uh, exact, you know that if you're from the north, you're going to get this from the south. You'll start to see it if you oh, compare okay. yourself to other characters. And this so, is just kind of like your background, your your hometown, of yeah, sorts, your home region. So, okay. but again, all of the history and lore is here. If, if players are interested in it, it is there. Uh, if you're not, it's not going to affect your gameplay experience. If you if you appreciate it, it's definitely there. We wanted to stay true to that. We wanted to develop that story. But if you're not, I, well, I would encourage players to yeah. be aware of it. It's a very important part of history, uh, and we wanted to have, have players be yeah. aware of it. Yeah, that makes sense, because, I mean, the reason I know about this stuff initially, I, I never just happened upon the, the readings of it. I uh, played Dynasty Warriors, yeah. and, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I feel like I have to actually read the story. Uh, you know, that makes a little bit yeah. more sense. So this is really nice. I, so, I actually yeah. like it. Uh, we have an, a, a, so in addition to this, we also kind of have this for players, uh, an also achievement system in game. Let me go ahead and re-enter here. Okay. Uh, through just playing the game in general, uh, through exploring various parts of the world, through encountering different characters, uh, like our map, for example, it's uh, exploration-based. So as you go, you still begin to reveal that kind of fog of war. You can see here, this isn't yeah, revealed yeah. quite yet. Uh, so the achievement menu, uh, we're still in the process of uh, finalizing. We're expecting to go into closed beta in about another month or so. Okay. Uh, but I just to see what you see here. Uh, so this this character has a few of these. Uh, you would acquire these achievements just by doing normal gameplay, by completing a campaign, uh, by participating in any sort of quest or activity. Uh, and again, this will reward you with a title, other experience, other items. Gotcha. Uh, but this again, it also serves as an outlet for lore and story. Yeah, yeah. So you can see particular characters, like uh, this one in particular, most well known for being shot in the eye with an arrow, <laughs> ripping it out and devouring it to, oh, to yeah. terrify the opposing army. So uh, all those characters are here, like you'll have Lubei, Guan Yu, uh-huh. every character that you Especially for people that are familiar with it, yeah. it is very rewarding. It's very exciting, especially for me. like I play Dynasty Warriors games, uh-huh. the Romance of the Three Kingdoms uh, movies, books, and everything. Mm-hmm. I recently uh, read the movie is directed by John Woo, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually uh, kind of a simultaneous uh, in our, uh, development office in China, where they released that movie and worked together along with the game to release them both at the same time. Like all of our weapons, they were all uh, motion captured. So, uh, I would feel bad mispronouncing his name, but his English name at least is Dion. Uh, his last name is Lum, but uh, he did um, choreography and such for like the Matrix movies, Spider-Man. Gotcha, so gotcha. We, we wanted to keep that, uh, we didn't want that, like in a lot of games you'll have uh, very over-the-top flashy effects. Mm-hmm. And, since, and since we want this to be based on a re- reality, mm-hmm. we wanted to have it, because in other games you'll see people use skills and you can't see your character anymore. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we wanted to try to keep 
as real mm -hmm. of an environment as possible. Gotcha. But you still do have skills that are doing extra bonus damage or, or bleed damage, damage over time. Yeah. Uh, it's just we wanted to keep the visuals more uh, toned down and more simple. Yeah. And this is one thing I didn't think of. I'm mainly a healer class uh, in game, support classes. So are there weapons that do that better, or what? Was... Yes. So uh, there are weapons that are more tailored to uh, particular aspects of combat. So you have ones that are more uh, hard-hitting weapons, like the glaive is a, a bit of a slower weapon, you're going to impact your target and do a lot more damage. Uh, for a healing or more of a support class, uh, the fans, like we have a war fan and others for charmer, basically, so you do have restorative abilities throughout gotcha. these others. Gotcha. Now that secondary weapon you were talking about, can I switch that in between combat or do I have to go to a special person to switch it? No. Once you have your secondary weapon, you can switch right in the middle of combat. And okay. We, once you, uh, essentially, so you'll train skills, we have the hotbar system set up, uh, you can populate your hotbar with whatever skills you like, and once you equip that other weapon, a different hotbar will replace that one with skills that you've put for that particular weapon, so you don't have to switch and then go drag more skills to it. Uh, it's going to be uh, automatically populated with skills appropriate to that weapon. So it sounds like if I'm a PvE, or, uh, it's, it's pretty solo friendly, uh, because I can get a, D a DPS weapon and then also support weapon. Yes. Exactly. The fact that we didn't want to have players feel that they were missing out on content simply because, like personally, a lot of people I play with are either from the East Coast or from Europe, and we're not online at the same time. And so just the fact that there's a, so much content in here that players can access simply on their own really is appealing to me. Uh, but for, so going back to skills briefly, uh, instead of like lining your uh, hotbar with various skills, once you've played your character enough, you usually know what skills you want to use in conjunction with each other. But this basically allows players to kind of bypass that and put skills into this chain system to where they can then, you see, so up to eight here, and then you can associate those skills and you can put a time that you want to use and a timer between them. And you can take one and put it on there. So essentially you can just press one button and it'll use all eight of those skills in sequence. So, so it's like a macro system or a combo system, right? Yeah, okay. mac macro usually implies that it's controlling itself. Combos, yeah, usually they're in sequence. So you set it up and you use it, but you still have to be your playing. It's not okay. good to... Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So this is this is me, I, I have like a, a dot, like, you know, uh, in most games, you'll have a dot and you'll want to cast that first because yeah. you want it to tick as you, so as you go. So okay. I can do a slash that does that and then start doing other... Correct. So that's it's really just the idea. It's like, especially with players, like, you know, you usually set it up so one doesn't just two. Yeah. I think so. Uh, so, so this is really yeah. just to try to... That's a good idea. I'm just gonna say that's a good idea. I like that. It's like because usually said it's like just just cut that and paste that into every MMO for me, please. So and again, as you can see, it's a trippy. But then again, you do have to control your character. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting to be like how a lot of these things originate with your macros, but it's the idea that players are going to want to do something and trying to see what those players want to do, like how can we find a means of allowing them to kind of do something similar to that. Because in other games, you'll get banned for doing something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, no, I mean, so. it makes sense, and it kind of, I mean, I'm a big console player too, yeah. and there are games that have the mechanic of building combos yeah. for yourself, so I'm able to then do that. This one seems like, because it's MMO, because it's on the computer, you immediately think macro, but I'm seeing it now, and it, it kind of looks like I'm going to build sets of situational... Yes, yes. Uh, Okay, so maybe this side is going to be my solo stuff. When I need to do burst 
damage I'm going to start clicking yeah. here. And of course, you'll probably have some individual skills that you want to use in a particular situation. Like if you actually accidentally pull some other creature, then so of course there's different, different variables that are going to come up in gameplay that you might not have anticipated. But uh, it actually kind of leads me to this. Uh, so it's currently referred to as a fighter's spirit. Uh -huh. uh, effectively, it's a very powerful temporary period of time you can activate to essentially add a multiplier effect onto skills. Gotcha. So I can see if I can activate it. Now, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of Dynasty Wars with this so much. You know. Yeah. So this is the closest thing to in Dynasty Wars. You have that Musal mode, right? Yeah. So. Or, yeah. Well, you just go. Look at that. Okay, you guys can't see it, but the character just went nuts. And it's, it's, on, fi it's on fire now. So, as you can see, this uh, meter is pretty rapidly depleting. Before this period of time, again, there's various items for this fighter spirit that you can equip. Uh, you can upgrade them as well to get various additional skills. Okay. Uh, but this will add a multiplier effect onto skills, so that something that might not have been very good on its own while you're in this mode temporarily is now a very, very potent ability. Okay. Okay. So if, if you're really in trouble, you can activate that for that period of time to really uh, save yourself and turn kind of the tide against, especially if, some, if you were in PvP and you're about to die, or PvE, same thing. If you actually pulled something else and you're uh -huh. outnumbered, you can activate that and really turn things in your favor. Okay, now is this, does, does this just focus on the DPS of your skills, or does it also increase, does it make you like um, super powerful in defense also? Uh, it kind of just augments your character in general. In general for skills, okay. it multiplies for attributes. It's depleted, so I can't really activate it. Yeah, yet. gotcha. But it would kind of do the same effect to your attributes as well. Gotcha. So it's really just for that, like 30 seconds or however long it lasts. Uh, your character is not invulnerable, yeah. but you are very super powerful. And you said again, these time. slotted items right on, uh, connected to this UI, those are things that are going to further increase, or will they give you temporary so, skills? So you can kind of both. There, okay. And again, I, the panel I opened up here, you can get more skills depending on the type of spirit you acquire. Gotcha. Story-wise, we want to stay true, true to uh, kind of the heritage of uh -huh. Asian culture that it tried like ancestors and history is very important family so essentially we wanted this to be a system of you can basically find the spirits of different characters and essentially it means of channeling your ancestors and embodying them and having them kind of you know, you're being a vessel so they can kind of channel their power gotcha you. gotcha okay that's great and of course we do have very very familiar systems we have guilds crafting uh -huh. uh, party systems so yeah but on a very high level, the weapon customization, uh, variety, the players that you can re-specialize your character without having to create another character. It, it's really just about convenience for the player. So with uh, Battle of the Immortals, uh, during dev interviews and everything, you were really open about how you, uh, and also in podcast interviews I've listened to, open about how the cash shop's going to work. Uh, since this one's not in closed beta yet, you might not have finalized that kind of stuff, but what's what's your basic idea of what the cash shop is going to be in, in this game? So, so we do have a similar model, uh, but effectively, it's, it's if we didn't want players to feel excluded if they because there are players that can afford to purchase something whereas others can't uh, either they don't have a credit card or they couldn't afford to buy a prepaid card but maybe they still want to uh, have that access that players that could spend do so we have a system in game basically that allows players that are active to begin to accumulate credit that credit can be converted to an equivalent currency so if players are very active they'll start to acquire an equivalent currency that can be, then be 
spent on those same items. Okay. So, but okay. again, all of these items are purely for convenience. Uh, they're not going to give someone an upper hand or an advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them might like alter your character's appearance slightly. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a teleportation item. Uh, but nothing, you don't buy weapons, you don't buy yeah. armor. So uh, we're going with like the, the kind of standard general cash shop stuff that's going to be probably experience potions and, and, and potions that give you a little edge in combat? Uh, you might, there might be some health potions, but not so experience that, potions. Okay, nothing okay. is meant to give a player an upper hand or an advantage or okay. some sort of head start. Uh, so most of it, again, the, once you are, have been active, like I've played some of our other titles personally at home, and I don't like to spend any money. It's that same sort of system. The longer you're active, you'll start to have that same experience as other players. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. So, and they—that's uh, actually a trend. It's, it's starting to come in where you have some alternate advancement where you can purchase it. Because I know um, uh, the, the other co-host and I play a game called League of Legends, yep. uh, which is a Dota-style game, yes, yes. and as you play you get points and you can either buy a character with those points or purchase it you know and occasionally we kind of go back and forth depending on what we want but yeah. that's that's a great system it is becoming because especially depending on the demographic it's uh the whole idea is that i mean i really just keep coming back to work convenience because yeah. it is like personally like i have a one-year-old daughter and i don't have a lot of time to invest in games i still definitely enjoy playing games yeah yeah but i like the last game i uh, played dollar monthly subscription i was hoping to be able to play for a while i ended up being like about a two-hour experience over yeah. the course of a weekend and the rest of it was wasted uh -huh. so it's like why why waste that money that time but rather when you can get it for free and something that's equal quality and uh -huh. so kind of the saying that the best things are free yeah well that's great thank you very much for spending time and telling me about the game Up next is Eric's interview with Chris Archer. He's the uh, studio head for SOE Seattle, and he's talking to us about the agency uh, title, which I am very excited about. So, who am I speaking to? I am Chris Archer. I'm the uh, studio head for SOE Seattle. Great, great. And what are we looking at here right now? Oh, we're looking at the agency. Uh, if you don't know anything about the agency, it's a fast action, uh, persistent online first-person shooter. Gotcha. And what that really means is that we've tried to create a really high-fidelity first-person shooter uh, with really deep RPG hooks wrapped in an MMO. You can gotcha. believe it. So it's really got the best of both worlds. You've got all those things that you want to do in your favorite MMO experiences uh, outside of combat. And then when you get to combat, you have a really high-fidelity first-person shooter experience. It's really cool. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And ultimately, you're living the life of, the, of an elite agent. Yeah. So yep. it's a spy MMO. Yeah. Now, the one question I had, um, you know, you now have the agency. What is it? The agency over... Uh, yeah. We do. We have a Facebook game. Yeah. Now, that's okay. That's what I wanted to make sure because I, sure. I'm sorry. I saw the new trailer also, and I was like, 
does this does this feel different from what I've seen before? Have you guys kind of changed some stuff up, or are you? Is it just pretty much it's getting closer and closer to the vision that you guys have? I think it is. I think it is getting closer and closer to the vision, and and uh, it's both styles, right? The the, uh, the tongue in cheek and the, the the humor of the of what you saw before. Uh -huh. The character yeah. uh, is definitely fluid in this, and what we're showing at the show this year is PvP. So it's much more seriously yeah. angled yeah. in terms of shooting and combat. Yeah, that but, trailer was serious. I was yeah. just like, whoa! We wanted to show off that we're not just an MMO, but yeah, we're also yeah. a great combat experience. It's an action game gotcha, within gotcha. the context of an MMO. And so you still get all of that cool character yeah. uh, and that sort of uh, shaking, not stirred, Bond type, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, wear the tux and sneak into the party and that kind of yeah. thing yeah. in the PvE experience. Uh -huh. And then you strap on your combat gear with your friends yeah. and yeah. go out and do a PvP experience. Yeah, I think people want that variety of secret agent, right? You need you need that much variety. You need that silly and serious. Absolutely, absolutely. No, and I think that, yeah, you need to uh, not take yourself so seriously all the time and just be super serious. And, yeah. and uh, that's definitely a key in our game. Um, we're also talking about, in the context of PV, PvP, uh, the roles uh, or, or uh, classes and uh, also team play, which is actually really important too. So we're actually showing today uh, the recon class, which is sort of the smartest guy on the battlefield, right? Fast, light armor, um, sniper rifle, light machine gun, some really cool abilities though, and I'll, I'll show you as I'm talking about okay. it. But uh, one of the really cool abilities that uh, this character has is that as he paints targets, as he uh, tar you know targets uh, enemy combatants, uh, a bar fills up. Not only does do they show up on the screen for your for your team, right, so that they know where they're at. As you actually get uh, paint more and more, and I'll try to get some things here. Try to fill up the bar. You can actually see one of the skills is actually filling up at the bottom. Uh -huh. And when I fill that up completely, they're not playing around in here. <laughs> yeah. These guys are being pretty brutal. Seriously. I almost got headshot there. actually have a cover system as well. And that's actually fairly unique in a first-person shooter. Blind fire out of cover. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so you get to see your character too. And you know, we know how much how important that is in an MMO too. Yeah, to yeah. See your character, see what gear they're wearing. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, you know, you don't always have to be in first person. You know, people are afraid of first person, but they're into action shooters. Yeah. Well, this is kind of like that. It's kind of a hybrid of those. And, you know, so it's uh, a little bit something for everybody. So now I've, I've actually got my ability now, and I'm going to use it. So I've actually used my Oracle Vision goggles. You can actually see it's effectively a wall hack, and so all of my buddies can actually see through walls, and so this actually gives us a great tactical advantage. And that leads me into uh, the you are what you wear aspect. And so I talked 
a little bit about putting on a toxin, sneaking past the guards. You also do that with uh, rival faction clothing. And then when in combat or when going into combat, the gadgets you apply to yourself are really critical. So by putting on the glasses before, I, you know, arming my glasses, I actually came in with a really cool ability. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so this PvP that you're showing me now, um, are there missions? Uh, like, are there story-based missions that populate with uh, with both factions, and you're you're playing some kind of story mission, but you have to worry about you know other players coming in and, and doing their own objectives? Well, or is this uh, you know the standard PvP? This is, this is fairly standard PvP, but there's a couple of uh, cool things about it that are outside of the norm. Gotcha. One, you build your agency in the public space, and then that experience, uh -huh. you're actually building a group of guys that you would go into PvP with gotcha. and would be ranked leaderboard-wise. Okay. Now, to answer your first question, this is just a small part. We're just showing like yeah. the play mechanics of the game through PvP, but PvE is the story-driven stuff. Uh -huh. So expect to see what would be your typical you know, linear mission progression uh -huh. against AI uh, uh, in instances and things like that. So, you know, if you're going you know, in, your, in your favorite MMO and you're going on a quest, it's the same thing here, too. Okay. Okay. You get them permission givers, or you or you buy intel, and then that gives you a mission, and then you go out and actually play them. Okay. Now, is there, I am a PvEer, so I'm going to be doing those kind of missions okay. a lot, right? But also, I'm more of a support-based healer, buffer kind of person, sure. you know? So, am I able to, am, are all these, well, they're all spies, so they're all going to be death dealers, you know, they're going to be scary, right? But can I just stack up on those those cool little things that like, I saw uh, you have with those glasses? Can I, yeah. can I just like buckles and stuff all of them. You're gonna be able to really stack your character to build it the, and play it the way you want. We actually also have roles that would probably fit your stock play style better. So a re, uh, the recon role or the commander role or even the gadgeteer role would actually play a little bit more into, I don't always want to shoot everybody. I'd like to be a support. So commander's really the healer. And so he sits back and he gives buffs and he heals his so make sure we, so, so to make sure I understand this, these roles are they permanent class choices or are they something that hey I feel like doing the commander? Do I switch to that before I start? Well, they're they're permanent in that you play them separately and upgrade them separately. But while while in play, you can actually change them dynamically. So you can change your gear and become yeah. the commander, yeah, and then rank that up. And I can actually show you great as, yeah. as we go in. If I'm right in the middle of battle, I can actually go ahead and go in and actually swap. Out. I have a whole new weapons cache. Wow. Uh, I have a. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get in the cover here and show you. Control's not working. Oh, I was inside. Right, you can see the outfit is totally different. Yeah. Got a headset, which actually gives resources. Wow. Oh, she can call it in. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's got a, to a toxin grenade, so a poison grenade. And so there's quite a bit difference. Uh, and we really were conscientious about trying to make not only uh, unique and cool features on each of the, the classes or the roles, but also making them complementary to the other roles. And so the best scenario for you would be to find a group of friends that had other classes that could actually complement each other. Uh, and then you do your job the best that you can do it yeah. and not even have to kill anybody necessarily. Yeah. So in that situation, to, to make it easier for the listeners to understand, like you've got 
a game like Team Fortress 2, right? Which, uh, you're playing through that. Uh, if I decide that a, a class isn't working out for me, I have to switch after I die. In this case, what you just did was you have preset loadouts that you were able to switch to right then. That's right. Okay. So if I realize that I'm part of this group and uh, we've got no gadgeteer, we've got no commander, I can switch right then. That's right. Okay, wow. That's, that's pretty hard impressive. Yeah, and that, you know, it's just for, for fun sake, you know, like yeah. you want people to have fun. And, uh, and it's the you are what you wear aspect, like we were talking about before. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that you can't have that gear around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, if you need uh, to put on a tux and sneak past the guard, you should gotcha. be able to slip into that. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. We get to kill here. Well, I really, really appreciate yeah, it. Thank no you very much. I hope you're taking the time. And so this concludes our extended E3 coverage via minicast. In retrospect, perhaps minicast was not the true, truly best name to call these things, since this one weighs in at about an hour and 45 minutes. Hats off to Eric for managing to be a maniac running across the floor, getting these good interviews together. Uh, this was all on day three, so he had just an epic day. So, grats, Eric. Ding, buddy. Uh, Anyway, that concludes the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you for our regularly scheduled podcast, episode 134.